Jesus has been taken down from the wooden cross. Timber did not seem fashionable, and a bloodstained revolutionary had no commercial value. We cleaned up Jesus, gave him a facelift with long hippie hair and creamy blue eyes, made him into an icon, a status symbol, toned down his message, now he sounds like John Lennon, took him away from the dirty streets of Jerusalem, poetic earthlings, sold his image to Time Warner, gave him a ticket to Hollywood, now he's on the walk of fame, packaged him like Prozac, sold him like Viagra, He's a feel-good drug for religious followers. A politically correct shepherd in the desert, broad-minded, well-respected, a GQ Christ, a billion-dollar enterprise, JC.com, crucifix turned into bronze, bronze into carrots. Now it's in silver and platinum. It costs two Gs for salvation. Sophisticated Jesus, the last romantic. What do you want? You you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon. The holiday giver, like Easter and Christmas. The philosopher king, a social big brother, an idea, a nice gesture to keep our messed up lives in order. His return is urban legend. It sells gospel music. But if this bloodstained rebel would appear, what would happen to our business? Your fiery sermons of sin and judgment may not play well with your constituents. They're mistaking you as a hardline conservative. The only way to win is to become a moderate. Ditch the robes and the sandals. Forget about the poor people. If you're not careful, they'll label you as a socialist. Your followers are a bunch of fishermen. Most are uneducated and blue-collar. We got the numbers in our favor including soccer moms and ethnic farmers. We just have to work on your temper. So please, stop flipping over tables. Is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer. You have made us a den of thieves. The corporate elite is getting nervous. They view you as too progressive. You even told a rich man to sell all of his belongings. Go and sell all you have and give it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in Making some believe you are an anti-capitalist. We could still win. The polls show you're down by five digits. Just avoid those tree-hugging leftists and the Bible-thumping theist. Your target audience is middle-class America, the white suburban housewives, the NRA supporters. From my cold, dead hands... The anti-gun lobbyists who prefer flowers instead of bullets. 
No more talking about going to the cross. Dying for your enemies will not get you elected. You better stick to the script. And soon, you'll be president. Enrique's white scarf, bare feet, and maroon shirt blended with thousands of devotees. Rather than individual souls, this group moved as a singular organism. Poetic earthlings. Feet and arms marched forward, hands frantically pulling on the ropes. A 2,000-year tradition continues. This black Jesus, made of wood, venerated and worshipped for its miraculous powers. Irike wasn't much of a believer, but his mother was dying of cancer, so he took off his shoes and suspended his logic. 22 hours produces blisters on feet, including dehydration and muscle fatigue. As grown men stagger and collapse, their Villa de la Rosa is aborted as they're carried out on stretchers. Black Christ wobbles. Men press against the crucifix to protect the icon. The basilica is only a couple of miles away. Blood pours from Enrique's hands. The pain tells him to let go of the rope. He holds on, thinking about his mom. Perhaps God will look at his sacrifice and grant him a blessing. The crucifix finally made its way into the city. People, desperate for miracles, covered its wooden feet with kisses, climbing and shoving, rubbing their towels on Jesus to transfer the miracle. Irike witnessed the pandemonium and the desperate need for answered prayers. He let go of the rope, finally reacting to the pain, wiping the blood on his shirt and questioning his belief. All of this for a wooden statue? Feeling alone in a sea of multitudes. Why would God inhabit a lifeless form? If he's all powerful, does he need this piece of wood? He questioned the meaning, 
the logic, the reason, faith, time, and money to appease an inanimate object that doesn't have eyes to see or ears to hear, whose heart is not made of flesh, rather something lifeless and cold. Suspended arms on a cross can't save his mother in an intensive care unit. Enrique wiped the sweat and dust from his face, fired another prayer into the cosmos, and held on to the rope. I saw a man dressed in shorts pedaling a small purple bicycle in the downtown winter streets. Does anyone else notice him? Or does his purple bicycle blend into the gray and glass buildings? Girl with an hourglass figure, tight jeans, black boots, and a cigarette in her lips is on the other side of the street. She sure looks good, like eye candy to a diabetic. But her pink lungs must be black as coal. It's hard to decide which one was more intriguing, the middle-aged man on his purple bicycle or the hot girl with a nicotine stick. In the meantime, I'm listening to music from a gospel singer as I'm trying to avoid an awkward moment with a homeless person in the bus shelter who's asking complete strangers to open his whiskey bottle. What's taking the bus so long? I vacated the shelter when I saw him approach. His small, wet eyes scanned my movements. His thirsty mouth was forming a question. Of course the answer will be no. Why should I help an old drunk with his addiction? Middle-aged man on his purple bicycle pedaled by. I may never see him again. He was sort of like a double rainbow or a unicorn. Hourglass girl walked in small circles as she puffed on the stick. I wonder how long she has to live. Homeless man with a whiskey bottle looks desperate. He probably needs a shot of the gospel music. My 95 bus arrived as my wandering mind snapped back into place. I searched for my bus pass, gave them both a final look, and turned up the gospel. your spiritual life is in the tank when you have to choose between Tom Cruise or Jesus. One is playing at the local Cineplex, the other at your local church. 
Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. And Mr. Hunt, the next time you go on holiday, please be good enough to let us know where you're going. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Hanging from helicopters, jumping from skyscrapers, and diffusing a nuke with only a second to spare. Jesus is the Messiah, the Lord of glory. That came to take away the sins of the world. But I was divided. Both sides fought for supremacy. One hand reached for the movie ticket, the other for my Bible. It should have been a no-brainer. The Hollywood star or the one who holds the stars in its place. I took the road most traveled and stood in line with the heathens, eating guilt-flavored popcorn as I watched. Yeah, you guessed it right. Mission Impossible. Cruise versus Jesus. Written and produced by York Campbell. Thank you for listening to this episode. Some of this episode was from my book, Universe Splendor. Now, I do an awful job when it comes to self promotion. I don't really promote Universe Splendor that much. I think this is only my second time mentioning the book. I wrote this book a while back. Now, I do have a link on my website. That's at PoeticEarthlings.com for you to purchase the book online. Also, I thank you for listening to this show week after week. It's always good to hear from you on Twitter. Also, do me a favor. If you like what you're hearing, then buy me a coffee. What do you want, some money? You could do this by going to the website, buymeacoffee slash poetic earthlings. Another book that I've been reading and really getting into the past few days is a book called Most Precious Commodity. I'm the producer of that podcast, and it's really, really cool. If you like this show, Poetic Earthlings, then I think you're really going to enjoy Most Precious Commodity. So check that out. There's a link also to his show. And you guessed it right. It's also on my website. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, show compassion to your fellow human. And I'll talk to you soon. Each bead moved in slow successions, calling out to an infinite being outside the OC bus. I wonder if this works.
Does the angels pay attention to wooden beans moved by gray men? Is the beads a lasso into heaven to tie around the ankle of Michael so he could appear in a flaming chariot to grant his request? I used to scoff at such nonsense. At this primitive superstition of using earthly devices to reach the face of God. I thought things like this was akin to idolatry or a waste of energy, focusing on prayer beads to elevate your soul. A true believer doesn't need these tools, this paraphernalia, these cosmic fishing lines. But what about nature? rely on our environment to draw closer. Each star is a roadmap to the beyond. Each mystery pinpoints us to deeper realities. Same thing with writing poems. Same goes with this gray fellow. Moving prayer beads in his hand.